Two guys on a mission to provoke you to greatness. We're tackling tough subjects and sharing real life experiences. No, no holds, holds barred. barred. We've fought for our family's freedom and want to help you achieve the same. If you want to live a life you've never lived, you have to do things you've never done. Let, Let the, the story, story begin. begin. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Good Welcome evening. to the Nick and Mark Show. Good morning. What's up, guys? Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. I like that sweat, uh, that sweatshirt. Like that's, that? dope. that's a nice hoodie. Good, right? Yeshua. Ooh, I like I mean, that. It really is. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you're listening, absolutely. Yeshua. You're not in your local... Uh, Wherever studio you're usually at, Nick, you're at a whole different place right now. Where are you? We are visiting Michael Wasserman. Right. He is the founder, proprietor, creator, and what are you? Designer. Designer. He I'm is entrepreneur. Kingdom he, entrepreneur. He started a a line, a, a clothing line called Unity Red. And there are a few other things that go with Unity Red. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna let him speak. But this gentleman is five generations in the clothing industry in NYC, New York City. Wow, wow, that's pretty awesome, man. Michael, it's nice to meet you, man. I know we haven't met up until right this second, so it's a pleasure. Uh, I I am curious about you. Nick's been kind of planting some things in my ear about you and. This whole thing you got going on there in uh, in Stanford, right? You guys are in Stanford, Connecticut, correct? Yeah. Awesome. So why don't you just uh, give us a little brief intro on who you are, kind of what what's your history, how you got into this whole clothing industry thing? Can I, just give pause, can I pause you for one second? I don't think so. Uh, can you please just address audio isn't working? Audio is working for me. And audio is working for me. Yeah. Audio so let's just, ask, let's just ask the people that are watching real quick. Uh, Give us a thumbs up if you can hear us, guys. Thumbs up if you can hear us. We're doing this live. All right, it's cool. Working now. now. Okay. Let's do so it. So it wasn't on our end. It was on your end. <laughs> it's usually user end. Usually user end. Okay. Issue, oh, we but, love uh, you. We love you, Tom. Hey, Mike, why don't you give us a rundown? Who, are, who are you, man? What are we doing here? All right. Um, I've known Nick for a little bit. And for the past eight years or nine years or so, ten I've years. Been, um, ten years. Yeah, ten years. Pretty much. Well, time flies. That's good. Ten years has been. Wow, interesting. Okay, oh, dude. And you're meeting him now for the first time. You've been holding back on me. I'm a little upset right now. That's crazy. All the years I lived there in Stanford, I could have visited and and been a part of that whole beautiful art scenery that he has back there. And the Wait until line. this evening unfolds. All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna head down towards your your direction sooner or later, and we're gonna have to get some coffee together. So continue. So I've been in the industry, the fashion industry, for over five generations. My family came from Europe. They started custom apparel in Lower Manhattan on Ludlow Street, where at the time there was no such thing as ready to wear. It was actually just custom suits or clothing or shirts or dresses for women. And uh, Singer finally patented a sewing machine and the, my family and a, a lot of Jewish of the Jewish community in lower Manhattan went to create this uh, industry that's called ready to wear. It wasn't even in existence before. It's a concept that wasn't planted. It's a newer concept, not that new, it's five generations. Um, 1855, I think is when sewing machine was finally produced in bulk and people were actually able to start factories. So um, speed forward, I uh, was raised by a man who actually helped pioneer spandex and lycra in the industry. He didn't leave me a brand, he left me a garment bag and said, go out and, uh, and sell some clothing. And I was fortunate enough to actually um, work for some of the better brands in the 80s and 90s at the time. And we, uh, we led fashion, we led we led uh, an industry where we successfully were able to distribute and deliver product into the department stores and chain stores 
and build departments with these brands. Um, about 27 years old, I came to a place while in the industry that something was missing since something was wrong, and I began to pray. And at that particular time in my life, the Lord introduced himself. He made himself known to me in powerful ways, just completely gave me a taste of heaven, um, led me down a road of, of searching, almost to the point of there was nothing that was more important at that time than him. So I spent most of my 27th year in the industry searching to find out who the Lord was. While making money, while doing, um, successfully distributing product, designing and creating product with um, teams, and just the greatest gift that ever happened to me in all of the generations of my family was that moment when the Lord became real to me. And I met my Jewish Messiah, Jesus, and Yeshua, like on our shirts. And um, everything changed. And, uh, he took, took me out of the industry, took me out of the apparel industry for um, probably 15 years, moved out to Chicago the Chicago area, opened up a couple of juice bars and smoothie bars. And it's kind of like Moses where you put your staff, he asked him to put his staff down and then he put it back in his hand. And eight years ago, I came back into the industry and um, with the eyes and the heart of the Lord and seeking to know him more in, in an entrepreneurial position, um, which I hadn't planned. I, it looked like I was going to go into missions and to reaching Jewish people and Jewish communities. But he brought me back into the apparel industry, and I actually worked for brands again, helping to build other brands. And only two years ago, right before COVID, I made a decision to start creating and designing apparel that would work, that would be in line with what he's planted in my heart. And that's where Unity Red, this company that um, was formed in 2012, but never really um, became a brand until the past six months Fully. We're, we're full-time now, making apparel, distributing product. Um, there's two oh, brands wow. underneath the house. This is Nautical Mile. It's, this is so sick. <laughs> so sick. So happy you could run around Look there. at the color on this. I'm trying to sleep. Oh, I'm sorry. Here. So that is, is super, actually, super dope. It actually uh, so was cool. by... This, by this is texture, baby. Look at that. The inspiration... Wow. Psalm 24, where God says, um, where the Bible says, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, and all who dwell therein. And he established it upon the seas and founded it upon the waters. So Nautical Mile is just a cool name for a measure of faith, actually, a measure of missions on the earth. And it's his government coming into place. For me, it's um, a big, the impression on the mountain is he's moving his kingdom into place on the earth. And there's a uh, this brand is just hopefully will communicate that type of unity on the earth and, and missions and mission uniforms for people going out to nations. And that's where now like Mile was formed. Spirit Wear um, actually that. is like, uh, it's more about this map. It's, it's like the body of Christ in unity. It's, it's more about study and show yourself approved. It's about evangelism. Um, Nick's showing you this. This T-shirt is actually Endor. So the logo, Endor. the logo for Spirit, where if you show them on the sleeve, is actually the crown of life. It's the other side. And the crown of life is, if you and I, it says here actually on the front, it says, those who, those who endure till the end will receive the crown of life. It's James 1.12. Nice. That's where the logo was inspired and enduring to the end, pushing through in your faith. This end time move. Um, a faith on the earth is vital, and I think that God's putting gear on his people and uniforms. Not uniformity, but unity and faith. And that's where this was all birthed. And we continue. It's been six months, and we're really, I'm really just listening and trying to hear the heart of the Lord. I saw What's that? Six months since you re-engaged in the, in the clothing industry. Since... Six months since I engaged in Unity Red as a brand. Unity Red is a company that's committed to where I'm not looking at other brands at this point. I'm not looking to help other companies build, but I'm serving the Lord. He's removed. Um, I worked for, I was a brand manager for a brand called Superdry. Um, coming out of England, it's a half a billion dollar brand. We spent so much money on marketing, um, which isn't a terrible thing. It's necessary, but it's 
fun, you know, to wear fun clothes and market at that level, it just didn't resonate anymore. And I'm, my heart was to see God's kingdom move. So that's been full time six months. That's awesome, man. And, and so a little bit about your history. You said you're five generations, yeah. which means your father, your grandfather, your great grandfather, and his My father great. was in the clothing great, industry. Great. Do you, do you know a little bit about their background, how they started, what what kind of they dabbled in? So I think that I think the um, my dad and my grandfather, my dad came to faith um, later in his life. Um, my grandfather, I didn't, I don't think he did. And anyway, it started from where before there was ready to wear. They moved into the garment industry. Both my great grandfather and my grandfather were coat manufacturers. They manufactured coats domestically wow. in the New York area, and like then, Kramer, like Kramer, raincoats, uh, not necessarily. Necessarily, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my dad, which is the one my I knew my grandfather. He was he definitely was um, you know, married four times, lived on the edge. There was a lot of success at the time with distributing product. I think there was um, um, a lot of success with the lifestyle that he and then my dad lived. My dad was married eight times. I mean, I watched a man move models in and out of his life. Eight he, times. Spandex was a big deal for him, having the newest, hottest brand at all times, the newest, hottest um, spandex, you know, uh, disco wear. Richard, Richard Simmons. Totally. <laughs> totally. Richard Simmons was a big part of that move. Come on! <laughs> and uh, yeah. I watched... I watched um, I watched the industry and I continue to watch the industry and look to see what God's doing, you know, like through it. Mm -hmm. There's, there's always creativity and, and storylines and more than ever streetwear um, has become, if anything, out of all these generations compiling together for this, this time yeah, that we're in, what I see is like, we, I want to yeah. talk about, I want to talk about this. So yeah. Mark, I'm, I mean, you're pretty aware of, of like, you know, some, some good gear and, and you know, what were you looking at? You're looking at buying a pair of sneakers, right? Yeah, absolutely. Nikes. Right? So, Nike. So you know that people are selling sneakers for a thousand dollars, right? Yep. Old school, yep. right? And then a company like Supreme comes along and they do, uh, you know, they, they collab with like Oscar de la Renta or, yeah. you know, Louis Vuitton. And, and then they sell a hoodie for 400, $800. Yeah. You know, so I think that things look different because I know that when we were growing up, bro, we weren't spending four hundred dollars for a hoodie. Uh, no, I don't even we know. Were, if we were spending twenty five bucks on Jenko jeans. Sure, right. So, <laughs> what has changed? What what changed in the industry that people can demand this price? This price tag is now like you know and. And people are still buying them now in this in this climate. Yeah, and just to give you a background, Michael, we have a lot of uh, entrepreneurs that listen in. Our 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 core our core kind of pillars are faith, family, uh, finances, and freedom. Or faith, family, and freedom. And so we we talk about stuff in the economy. We talk about business, entrepreneurship, side hustles, ways to make money, ways to keep ourselves free and, and living you know, bringing our family towards, you know, prosperity right. in prosperous ways. And right. then I think this goes kind of in line with that. So when you answer the question, we're talking to those type of people who are always looking for ways to enhance their life, level up their life, make more money, you know, so, so, um, so go back to that question. What was the question again? The question is, is where are we right now? What is changing? Well, the, the prices of things have changed and not just the prices, but the material, right. the quality, what you're wearing. Like this, this hoodie feels very different from hoodies that I've worn, right? I can mm -hmm. feel a difference. Okay. And I think we were talking, Mike and I were talking the other day, uh, while he's sourcing for a product and they send him back stuff and, some of the stuff they send back is garbage mm -hmm. and you can't, you can't sell a hoodie or a hat. 
I can't sell a hat for $80 if it's not sourced the right way and the materials and the, right? So why don't you speak yeah. to that? So in the past five years or, or five to 10 years, um, streetwear has become a big influence in the industry, whether it's couture. And I think like Virgil Abloh and people that are on the design levels where they were doing and still doing off-white, Virgil Abloh passed away, but he became the creative director for Louis Vuitton where this dialogue and this, this um, storyline became what, what was luxury or what's opulence and using fashion to communicate that storyline is, is the vital sign in the industry right now. It seems yeah. like, and it hasn't stopped. And most of the people who are good merchants have some sort of storyline, um, but I'm recognizing where there's success in the industry. It's definitely not, in a lower price point, people are spending money and they want something unique and different where the quality has to be at a certain level. But people are buying and people are looking and spending on better, whether it's the storyline or the quality of the gear. Um, that's the industry is here. It's like at, at a forefront. And there's only a few people know, that know how to really mix that and mm -hmm. to, to dictate to the market what the price point should be is... That's where my mind has had to shift in the past 10 years because I've seen where lower price points seem to be the goal to just get product out. Now it's how do you do a storyline? Don't compromise on quality. Don't compromise on on your on your look. Be, be creative. Get the story out that you want to make. And um, there's success there. There's there's opportunity. So I That's think lower, lower, lower price point sometimes um, gives up quality. Well, right? I think that... What, my, what the word you said, no compromise, pertains to so many things, not just what we're talking about tonight with this industry, but no compromise in what we're doing, period. Whether it's yeah. our faith in Christ, no compromise. Mm -hmm. Our businesses and what we're creating, <clears throat> no compromise. Our worth, our price, absolutely. Our families, how we're running how we're pouring into our children, yeah. our relationship with our wives, no compromise. Hmm. So I was going to ask, um, how important do you think brand name is when it comes to clothing and, and setting your price point and stuff like that? Because we know like you can have two, two identical items. One's from Walmart. Another one's from Louis Vuitton, but let's just say they're made from the same manufacturer, right? Uh, but one has Louis Vuitton and selling for $200, one from Walmart selling for $20. How do you think brand name plays into that? And you being a new brand, how is that going to play into your your line as you push forward? You know, it's it's one of the, the touch points on a daily basis as we're developing product. And I don't, I think that it had, for me, um, there are areas where you decide like this is the target customer base. This is the, um, the, de the demographic, the 18 to 25 year old, what they, if you're, if that's the customer base and you know that they're only making a certain amount of money and that's who you want to communicate to, you have to kind of find those pockets and that price point to work in that area. But there's this thing about that seems to be, especially since social media where, you know, driving a Ferrari seems to be a highlight or an important part to, to a generation. So, for us, we're, we're looking to communicate the, uh, a storyline that we know to be true, which is Christ, which is how did his move on the earth. And that's, it's really, um, it's a daily working out of salvation and, and, and being able to make money. We're not, we're not a, a ministry as, you know, a church or a parachurch, we're, we're, an entre we're a business. So how do you stay in line with the integrity of purpose and still find ways to be able to be profitable to keep doing what you're doing, which is getting the story out or creating a color uniform for a generation or um, just mm -hmm. listening to the heartbeat of the Lord and, and being creative enough to communicate that. So price point is, is vital. Um, but I think that even in the same brand, and I, and I see this in some brands already where you, you're right perception becomes almost everything. It's like Louis Vuitton on a hoodie with Supreme at, you know, $1,500 is one thing and the quality doesn't seem to be that different. 
but there are some very there are some differences there is quality in construction and fabrications and things like that and even print but ultimately for me when i think about opulence or luxury or where the brand should posture itself it's more of there's no greater story on the earth than than christ there's no there's no greater luxury yes than the Lord. There's not, I can't find something that's higher that's going to satisfy. There's not a greater vehicle. There's not a greater fabric. So there's a place that's reasonable for us that we find where our hoodies, you know, I wouldn't even think of having $140, $160 hoodie, but we want to put value in the story and the applications to make it um, the story without compromising the story and being able to communicate effectively that sometimes costs a little bit more. And using yeah. even organic fabrics and Supima cottons, it costs a little more. But we're not we're not we're not taking that and trying to elevate the brand as much as the story. So how you know that's that's where the the, the reality for us is it's like this place of um, keeping that so so much the point, being deep, finding the word and, and how do you going in deep enough for a generation to look at God's word and be changed. And that, that gear, it's like putting on, um, you grab that Genesis shirt. Right? Yeah. Putting on Christ on a daily basis. It's not even necessarily graphics yet. It's not even necessarily graphics um, outside as much as it is on labels inside. Hmm. And keeping storylines clean. It's more for the person wearing it. It's putting on Christ. So this hmm. says in the beginning, not in the beginning, that's on the other shirt. This is God said, let there be light. So the, the first day is where God opens up the light and the mind and the eyes of a generation. And I think that this will touch that point, this this graphic and the flame, which is study. So how do you, it really, this can't operate in and of itself without being part of something bigger because the church, youth groups need to be engaged with their with the this generation just like we do to support the youth groups, support college missions, support missionary organizations with, with bringing in gear that actually aligns with what they're doing and what God's doing and bringing that in at a value where people can afford it while being really cool on some stuff. Let me back up a little bit. Um, we sent out and started to do our outreach with, um, with our brand to regular retail stores. People often ask me, how are you going to take this and who are you going to sell it to? And my relationships are with retail stores. So if Zoomies, who was the first to respond, says, send me two hoodies in that tier, we don't know what to do with it yet. It's just so interesting. They want to see it. And that's... That's so awesome. Yeah. And so they're, in, they're in every major mall in the U.S. They have 600 stores. So that price point for me, I'm already like, well, it's a little lower than where I want to be, but I can create some groups that will fit into that. It's kind of like customizing at that price point. And that um, they already like the graphics, they like the, the hoods, they want to see it in person. So that's that's what I'm experiencing. I'm doing an outreach. I didn't. There are some things that I know that I have to take to better retailers hmm. and higher end stores, and intentionally position ourselves in those places. But some of the storyline I want to make sure gets out in the scrape, in the skate, surf. Um, those arenas are important to reach a generation. Sure, because you want you want to reach everybody, right? You want to you want to reach everybody. But when it comes to building your brand, sometimes you can't spread yourself too thin and expect to reach everybody. You have to kind of focus on a specific demographic, target, niche, on, on and price point and quality point. My mentor always tells me uh, it takes six months to build a. Um, it takes it takes thirteen hours to build a Toyota, but it takes six months to build a Rolls Royce. And you get what you pay for. What you pay sure. for is not just the the name all the time. What what you're paying for a lot of the time with these high end, the very very you know well known brands is like you said the quality, the craftsmanship, the stitching, the the inside and out type of type of material yeah. that they're using and stuff, uh, so on and so forth. Do you, do you plan on being the Rolls Royce of? of the clothing industry or the Toyota or somewhere in between? What's kind of your goal for all of this? Um, so this is a, it's a, it's an interesting way to, it's an interesting question. <laughs> That's I, that a I deal good with. question. 
but it's I deal with it on this level. The depth of relationship to the creator himself becomes becomes the focal point where, like Paul says, be all things to all people. It's almost like how do you influence this this thing? And I know what you're saying, and if you ha- you can't you can't spread yourself so thin that you don't have a niche or a pocket or a place to develop from. Um, there are people who have successfully gone into the luxury market, like Fear of God has been a successful brand, Jerry Lorenzo going in, you know, he's created this um, pocket of influence that's better. And he's, mm-hmm. luxury has worked for him. And then he took that luxury and he put it into Essential, which is where Pax Pacific Sunwear approached him and said, like, can we knock you off? Can you do your, you know, can you do your brand at a lesser price points? So there was a place where we took fear of God and made it um, essential that would go out to more people. Um, I, I think that's, I think that's where I'm starting. So the, the, answer, the answer to your question is, as long it's taken me 27 years of quality time with the Creator to look at, um, to look at what He's doing, to put a price tag on it is difficult. So there's sure. a couple ways to look at it. There's this level where you keep things. If I'm looking at time, I have to charge for this hoodie more than anyone will ever pay for it because right. the time that's put into it. And I don't, I don't necessarily know. Maybe you guys can help me, but I don't necessarily know how you put value onto something when it's, when it's um, the essential is, is, is intimacy. Sure. And there's nothing there's the, so I talk to factories and people who are in the industry. This right here, if I if I sell thirty thousand of them at a price yeah. point with a little lower margin and not, I'm still getting the result of that margin to do it again. And it took me just as long as making something that was quite, you know, the the knitting and or the sample took, you know, three weeks. Or we I've done work with Ralph Lauren where we painted and painted. Paisley that took it cost him twenty thousand dollars just for the print to paint it. That took an artist two weeks. So there's, but he didn't sell it at twenty thousand. He he multiplied it and gave it a a roadway to be able to take that piece of art and sell it. And that's what we're doing. So some things will distribute entire packages and will charge more. I'm not scared to actually touch each of those points when it's necessary. If I see something. There's another designer that I really appreciate. His name is Ruigi. He owns a brand called Root. And he just did a McLaren um, leather jacket. And I don't remember the oh, price, but man. but the price the price was so high it, it took him out of an, it put him in another stratosphere of price point from where his brand already was. But he didn't hesitate. He still did it. And I think that's where, where we are. Where we'll take if I'm working with, on, with leather and I want to make it really unique and dynamic, there's someone who will respond to that. And that's that same good. person, because they know the kingdom of heaven, will appreciate a $64 hoodie at retail and want to see that distribute just the same way. And right. both of them are quality. They're both they're both quality. And um, so the struggle, the reality is Spirit Wheel will probably go a little bit more at a higher price point, under $100. But not, you know, it won't be inexpensive. It'll be $30 t-shirts, $100 hoodies, and some better product in there that may go over it with that price point. Nautical Mile, though, um, we're, we're going to be able to reach higher price points there um, on some of the gear. And, For, and so right so Community yeah. Red is... is Unity one, Red. Unity. Uni, Unity yeah, Red. sorry. Unity Red is... So three companies. What's your umbrella? Do you have an umbrella company or is it... Unity Red is the umbrella. Okay, so Unity Red, and then underneath Unity Red, you have Nautical, Nautical Mile, and Spirit Wear. And Spirit Wear, gotcha. And, and out of the two, Spirit Wear is going to be the higher of the. No, Nautical Mile. Mile is going to be the higher. Gotcha. And then, and then Spirit Wear is going to be more for uniform, like youth groups and mission trips. And there's gotcha. a script that says "Train up in godliness." Even that. though physical physical fitness is beneficial, godliness will, is good for this life and the life to come. So mm-hmm. spirit wear is like training, but it's training for godliness. And how you mm-hmm. how you position that, you know, it's like um, it's really a posture that the person wearing it has to take, and the brand will communicate that thoroughly. <laughs> My posture, your posture, if you if 
you're serving the Lord. <laughs> your posture. I like that I like that sweatshirt. Face. Face. <laughs> yeah, but like the back of this is um, it says House of Prayer. My house should be called a House of Prayer for all people. And that international like where Olympics has become this world, you know, um, the sight, the eyes of man have been on this global. Um, athletic reality. I think that God wants to do the same in his kingdom where athletics is not as beneficial, but godliness that he's moving across the earth in a powerful way. Yeah. I think spirit where will be international as well as domestic. And we're going to approach the international market with it on the onset. That's tremendous. Nick, send me that sweatshirt when you get a chance. All right, man. This one. Yeah. Send it to me. I got a couple of years already. So you might as well just send that one as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, Michael, Michael, um, I love it. Everything you're doing is so, so cool, man. I wish I would have met you sooner when I actually lived in Connecticut, but Nick is, he's a little bit of a friend hog sometimes. Um, did you know we started a t-shirt business early 2000s? Wasn't Which it? one? Christ-centered world? We started a t-shirt business, Christ-centered world. CCW. Uh, CCW. We had a handshake and all. And uh, we really thought it was going to be like an international sensation. And we still have, we still have two bins of t-shirts. We never. <laughs> did you see? We still have two t-shirts. Wait, did you see, did you see my God is good t-shirt? And it's, it's masking tape. I have seen that. That's that from that brand? That's from that awesome. brand. Yeah. yeah. And then our first t-shirt was uh, a quote from Helen Keller. That's it's right. better for uh, a better for a man. To, what is it? What was the quote? It, it, uh, what's worse than being blind yeah. is a man that can see but has no it vision. Has no vision, Helen Keller. Yeah. And then I did. I drew a little one of my little characters. You know, with like it was cool, a little character with a hood, yeah. a little hat and a hoodie on, and like it was it was super cool. But yeah, never never ended up doing anything with it. But we always had the intention of uh, you know doing something with clothing or getting something out there and we've had so many ideas and stuff like that. And then Nick, did you tell, I'm, I'm sure you guys have already talked about your whole uh, acquisition. Red, of red bought a, yeah. We had bought a company called red is white and called red is white played with it a little bit here and there. And I think we've been talking about, I don't know. I'm, red I don't is know white has doing. red is white actually had a lot of potential. You had some, you had some models, some photo shoots with it. So really graphics. Some, we have some, yeah. We have some cool stuff. It, it started to gain some traction a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the disconnect there was online, doing it online all by yourself is so much harder than obviously like you're you're doing you're I getting think my, it my disconnect retail. is and maybe Michael can speak to this. My disconnect is just doing retail. I can't stand just doing retail. I don't think that, that you know, for me, I don't want to be the retail salesman. I think for me, I would rather go to like all of these different things that we've been talking about, like magic and all these different yeah. Uh, yeah. trade shows, all these trade shows, and get out there and, and do wholesale. You know, yeah. I think that's what where we did where we missed it. We missed the boat on that one. We should have got into uh, Pacific Sun, Pac Sun, and all those places. I think that's where I think that's where the door will probably. You know, there's a process, and I've done this with um, our juice bars when we were in Illinois and Chicago. Where people were resistant. We had a juice bar named uh, Juice Energy Cafe, and on the menus and everything said, Jesus Unleashed is creation's energy. And wow. we believe a personal relationship with Jesus Christ is the only um, the only source of eternal health. And that was, and people were so resistant, but a year went by and then people lined up. And it was a matter of just allowing the breakthrough and the, the, the understanding. I think that's what's happening. Juice is good, yeah. Juice. That's so, awesome. Jesus, Unleashed. Jesus Unleashed is, creation. is creation's energy. <laughs> it's it's um God is good, and I that so going into the market when people say, well, you're going to go direct to consumer, we are. But my background from the industry is going to Macy's or Bloomingdale's or Nordstrom mm. or higher end or better retail stores that can tell the story. There are, there are quite a few people that I'm bumping into right now that I'm learning are born-again believers. And they're in positions in the industry where they're, they'll be willing to and are, are looking to test things. So I'm not, you know, it has to be, I'm looking at Joshua Moody's comments. He's very, very um, impressive in his approach to the, the thoughts of our conversation. 
and he's right, technique and and style and the quality can grow and it can change once you've built a, um, a foundation. Just had a fly. <laughs> once you've built a foundation. Little flies. Little flies. Build a foundation. But, I, yeah. but approaching the market, um, the chain stores, whether it's the Buckle or Shoe Palace on the West Coast or DTLR in Baltimore, um, all of these stores are people that we're going to go in and approaching with the brand. And I'm not anticipating everyone responding right away, but I believe that we'll get through the doors. This is through lots of prayer. It's, um, yeah. it's, it's an end time move. There's a generation rising up, and I think it would be foolish of anyone to not bring in product that would reach and touch people who are already responding. It's like yeah. all of these stores, all they are really are doorways to the end and the end customer. And that's the yeah. goal. The goal isn't, isn't Bloomingdale's. The goal is the person they're selling. So they have become you, the vehicle. Have you been to a store called Altered State? Yes. In Manhattan. In Manhattan. Yes. Altered State is, this is an incredible store. Yeah. I don't if for for the good people listening, Altered State is a very very cool store. They've got incredible product in the store, uh, great clothes, lots of knickknacky things, and uh, lots of different stuff. But there's this one area of the store that's so neat. They've got uh, in the in the wall like wallpaper, but it's painted in or maybe like polyurethaned over. Are the prayers of children. And people that have come into the store and they've written prayers on paper and the people at Altered State actually literally pray for the people that put the prayer requests in. And That's in so the cool. dressing in the dressing room of Altered State is a prayer book. It's incredible. That's so cool. They, they were a customer of mine when they were um, launching. We did private label with them. So they, they have their own brand label in the store. And we actually made their product for them. They've grown substantially over the oh past 10 years. It's probably one of the fastest growing retail stores out there. We, we have an altered state uh, in the Sono collection. Ah, cool. So cool. They're very talented. That's awesome. So, Michael, so, I have a question. I have a qu oh, what was your question, Nick? Go ahead. Oh, that's it. Go ahead. Mine's going to take yeah, us in a way different direction. You ask your thing. And, and let me ask this question, and then we can go your direction, Nick. Um, as an entrepreneur, somebody building a business, maybe multiple businesses that you've done in the past, what are some of the, maybe what are some of the roadblocks or what are some of the hurdles that you've bumped into that maybe you can leave as wisdom for other people out there wanting to start new businesses or get into maybe the same industry that you're in? That's solid. <laughs> I have a list. I'm sure. <laughs> what are like the top five? Sure. So things to be aware of, things that will make you stronger, you know, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger, right? Absolutely. So for me, finding the right factories has taken more time. I've always been in the sales end of the industry. And I thought that it'd be a piece of cake finding factories that were able to do what we designed, that we were making. Um, and because we want to do some volume, I have to, and, and because of the integrity of what we're doing, I want to make sure that we're producing exactly what it is that we've set out to produce and finding companies and factories that um, that will respond to changes and make sure and work with you on making sure your fabrics, your trims are all in place has taken me some of the, probably the longest time. I would sure. perhaps have been, um, I may have worked with some factory um, importers that already had had factories in place that could respond a little quicker, but I wanted to make sure that I did, that I touched those factories myself rather than having other people in between. I'm and that's taking me a little longer. Deeper. That's taking me a little longer. I'm um, gonna make them go deeper. But with the grace of the Lord, honestly, and I needed this, I needed this in the past six months. I, I found a few factories, one specifically, that has just been tremendous in giving us exactly what we're asking for and going the extra mile and they're believers themselves and they go the extra mile for these projects nautical miles what they're developing with us and it's it's a tremendous relief because um i didn't want to wing it you know I, you can wing it in sales a little bit but in distribution and production yeah. it's important having the right the right 
partnerships and factory work. Um, there's always a financial, the, the reality is it costs more to do product development than I would have liked. Um, so that investment became a little bit more. I think that, I think that if I, I think, I think that the approach, grassroots approach is a healthy way to go where you, you do, you know, it's first down, let's do one shirt, get it out and do it really well. For me, I'm yeah. pulling collections together and there's a, that process takes more than most people are probably willing to do or have the finances to do. And we, um, that's been an obstacle, just making sure that we're able to be profitable to turn product and create collections. Um, yeah. Rather than just one Christian, I'm going to piggyback. I'm going to I'm piggybacking off of your your question mark, and and I want you to go here. That we're going to go deeper. So good, okay. Good answer. Uh, it, it was like practical, right? And you know, but 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 well, this is what he asked. As an entrepreneur, yeah. Let's pick, all right, I'm, can I go here like with some personal, maybe Absolutely. like, all right, so Michael is married uh, and has uh, four uh, wonderful, amazing, beautiful daughters, okay? Woo. All right. Uh, Mark has twin boys, triplet girls, uh, a, a, a daughter, also a grandson. So so figure that out. <laughs> so, so and, and of course, I have three daughters. Um what is, as an entrepreneur, so what's driving you to build this? What's, what is fueling you, bro, that is, is it, it's igniting and sparking and making you move uh, so that you're not just working for Zoomies or whatever they're called? Right. Right? Right. That's a good question. That's, that's, the, that's the place that that propels me. It's the, it's the, the source, the source himself. I know people who, who may or may not know the Lord this way and are entrepreneurs for me, everything is, you have, to, I have to be sent. It's a, uh, he had to take out the normal, he meaning the Lord had to take out of me over a period of time, all of the buttons that I normally pressed as a businessman or a sales organization or in the apparel industry, or whatever that, whatever they, um, I set out to do, in as an entrepreneur, I would hit buttons that would set things in motion. That would be, um, but this is different. Every step of the way, um, God has sent me. So if I, I study, and I studied um, one scripture that was called Shukas. It's a Torah portion, and it means sent. And he was talking about going into the land and taking taking the land. To, Ooh, here we go. When you <laughs> when you take the land, and it, that's the only thing that propels me. If I'm, I honestly got to tell everybody, I'm only an entrepreneur because God's asking me to be, mm, not because yeah. it's I'm because I think I'm a great businessman, but because God God is speaking to my heart clearly and saying take the land, and He means take the land of the land. So like, like Roman roads were used to distribute the gospel. This is a mountain. This is a mountain, right? This is, um, the reality is that he's saying, take the territory. That means the distribution channels, everything that's in place, he wants to move in those places for a purpose that I don't, he doesn't have to tell me everything, right? He just, mm -hmm. he's sending me, he says, take the land. I know what that means. Cause I'm his son, you know, like you're a son, we're sons. He says, take the land, and I know what he means. Go in, but there's giants. There's Nike and all these brands. And he's not saying, yeah. to, he's, he's saying, take the land. And sure. I'm like, okay. I, it's not that. It, for, if he's saying it, it's going to be done. If he's saying it, it's possible. So how do you do that as an entrepreneur? He's met me at every step with what I needed at that step. If I needed, wow. I need extra money. Like right now, I could feel like this pressure of finance, and need, you know, we need more, more to get these brands in place. But he he brings that those thoughts and resources and situations that will allow that to happen. Mm. And it's like the pressure is just refinement to trust him more, and he allows the pressure. And there's an enemy. Please know there's an enemy. I think when I see Nick, my brother, I think, and I'm talking about the Lord, man. I think 
The enemy does not want my brother to have money because the kingdom is advancing. <laughs> he, doesn't want to, he doesn't want me to prosper that much because when you take the land, that means he loses his traction. Yes. He knows his time is short. So when God when God says, "Here, Michael, take your staff, Come which on. is the apparel industry. Woo! Now go in and take the land. I'm like, this is not my, the same staff that I used to carry. This is something different. This one, Come on. And he puts it in your hand and you go, time to go. It's different. It's There's no, I strive for it. I strive to enter his rest. That's the only thing I can do. That's good stuff. Bro, you thought you went to church today. <laughs> we just had church right there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Listen, we're talking kingdom entrepreneurship right here. If y'all don't know, y'all don't know. But this is kingdom entrepreneurship. This is this is kingdom advancement right here. The kingdom of God, not the kingdom of man, not the kingdom of Mark, not the kingdom of yes. Dave or Michael. This is the kingdom of God. And we're all called as businessmen and women entrepreneurs to take the land whether it's real estate or the financial services industry or the clothing industry or the real estate industry, those mountains of media, the mountains of entertainment, mountains of entertainment. This is called kingdom advancement. I love all the obstacles that come are God uses for his purpose to refine and to tighten and to screw into your faith becomes so engaged that everything, you know, that the next step's taken care of. And you don't even have to try to project it so much. It's like the normal business model changes. You, you definitely have to be resourceful. You have to you have to use your you know your wisdom, and but ultimately you have to be praying. Ultimately, you got to be praying and in the word. Praying, bro. He's the one that has to. He, it's his. And if I'm not in the word, it's like I'm not moving. And he goes, okay. When you want to hear the next step, get in the word. And sometimes it's like. He teaches me about branding where, where he's like, when Israel left Egypt, they walked through the desert and their shoes never wore out. Their mm. sandals never wore out. I'm like, he, and he shows it to me and then he goes, your brand needs to be like that. They all, that people will always come back to buy their shoe from you and it will never wear out. That's, that's different than just a brand. It's like, it's, it's eternal. There's something greater. It's a kingdom advancement. It doesn't end it, but there's the, the move has to be propelling it. Like, is God really moving in a chosen generation that takes his kingdom forward in a way that we've never seen? And that's the place that he shows me. And I'm like, there's, so there's the, there's the mountaintop view. Then you have to go in the valley and do the work. And that's where the business and where hmm. Zoomies doesn't need to necessarily know all of that. They need yeah. to, because I'm not responsible for how they see it. I'm gonna. I, what I am responsible for is making sure the storyline isn't compromised for the sake of an order. Right. Does that make sense? There you go. Like we have. I don't think people who are effective as brands, as a whole, outside of the kingdom walls of thought, they don't. They try not to compromise who they are. Whether it's an athletic brand or one of the best merchants that I know is Ralph Lauren. He, he knew how to take style and make it palatable and people could buy into it. So we want to do what God's asking. If it's, if it's a new uniform where it's not an Adidas pant on the street or a Nike sneaker and he's moving in colors because the light of the world, he's light, the color belongs to him. Rainbow Revival is his, right? So like this behind me here is a map, you know, it's like, how do you design? This is very clever. How do you design with that in thought? It's red is salvation and it's the head and yellow. I mean, orange is study and show yourself approved a workman unto God. Yellow is worship. Whatever you find your hands to do, do it unto the Lord. Hmm. Green is God created the heavens and the earth. Nautical miles. Like the earth is the Lord's and the fullness hmm. thereof and all who dwell therein. Blue is family. That's you're my brother's. And my sisters, his kingdom has a family. We are part of his family. Purple is missions. Go out and make disciples of every nation. So that's mm -hmm. the international reality of what he's doing. And then in the middle, for me, indigo, which is the seventh color, is an acronym for in David's eye, God is one. So unity red was birthed by this unity of understanding where Judah and Israel were one for the only time in history when David was king. And at mm -hmm. that time... That's what he's doing. He's bringing Jew and Gentile nations together for a purpose of this end time move 
And these brands have got to communicate and be distributed in that way because that's what he's saying. So It's real. So clothing does not excite me as much as what he's doing. But Mm. being real good at what we do is important. It's a vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. It's a vehicle. Why are so why are so many Christians, Christ followers, God's people afraid of advancing in these areas of technology and clothing and you know like like a lot of times you know I know I know growing up my Christian friends were fearful of starting businesses or doing it alone you know going out there and just you know maybe fear of rejection I don't know fear what the world's going to think of them but what's like your takeaway of that why is it so important for God's people to go out and lead the charge in entrepreneurship and business ownership. I think, for one, we need to define God's people. We need to define what that is, right? And and this is where we could get maybe into like a little debate. I don't know. Not a debate, because we're not going to debate the things of God, but... Is the person that's sitting in the church that just raises their hand and says the sinner's prayer a Christian? Is the person that literally really has an encounter with Christ and you know it, right? Because their whole life gets turned upside down, a complete 180, right? And they start doing his will, his work, right? And I think we touched this maybe a little bit last week, I maybe, where it's a journey. People go on this journey, and some people are on it for a year or two or ten years, maybe a month. It depends, right? So, or 80. Or 80. But who are God's people? So this is, this is tricky because this is where I, I personally... I asked my daughters a question tonight. Before you say that, I asked my daughters a question tonight. I asked them, is it okay for somebody to be in the presence of the Lord where worship is taking place and day after day or week after week or service after service, the person is like this? And they're unfazed. They're not moved. There's no emotion and i have to wonder who are god's people so i'm a little more cautious because i i've seen people come to faith that we're sitting like this and in powerful ways and it's um that's that's where what mark is asking is why aren't more people engaging it's almost like um it's a trust it's like there there's um there's a need for someone to engage at some point he says lift me up and i'll draw all men to myself my hope my my resistance was confidence that it was god calling because i didn't want to just do another thing Mm -hmm. i wanted him to be the one leading it that was the authenticity for me what makes something authentic is that i know that it's him Mm -hmm. so it's taken 28 years i've been a believer when i came to faith i asked right away where is the unity in the body of Christ? Yeah. I don't, where's the church as a whole in unity? And that birthed the question that took this long. Enemato. Enemato. Echad. Because Echad is one. Where is Echad? God is Echad. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are one. There's no greater unity than the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are one. There's no separation. That relationship. So understanding unity and what he means for, for me to have the faith to be able to, to produce, he called me. He called me then, but he prepared me for the past 20 years. So do you think it's a trust issue? I think, I think that people, I think that people should be more confident in the reality that when God's calling them, it doesn't mean it takes a day that to keep going because he's, sometimes it takes a day. Sometimes people respond. I think there's great Christian t-shirt. Brands so do you think that, that people, but do you think that people are moved by their, current circumstances or where they're at like i can't take a step because well i work at a position i have this much money i'm broke my 
I don't have the support. I'm not. Listen, I, you know. How do I step out? I first thought when I, because I started down the road early on thinking, let's do some brands right away. And the Lord was still working on me. But the church didn't respond to that. It's not like I had Christian people going, let me buy your, your gear. Yeah, oh, no. They yeah. wanted it for free. It was more about. Hey, <laughs> right, bro. Hey, let me get, let me get 10. Let me get 10 shirts. I'll rep them. But, yeah. but for me, I had to get to a place where where I got to a place where I didn't rely on people's response because I recognize already that the body of Christ is still forming mm -hmm. and that my response to the Lord has nothing to do with where everyone else is responding. I'm praying for everyone to be able to respond, but I'm also recognizing that when people are moving in the Lord, all I can do is help support them to yeah. get to their goal, sure. which I didn't find very readily at the beginning. People were like, well, you know, like, this is important, this isn't important, and people have ideas and perceptions, but God's kingdom includes every institution, Mark, which is what you're saying. Why aren't people moving in these other places? I think we think that the world is a better scientist than God's eyes to see his creation. That's not true. To see God's creation through his son shows us where cancer's cure is, where things that are it means changing, making our lives living sacrifices and seeing things through the lens of the Son of God and through the Word. And that that takes work. And I don't know that we're all willing to work. So oh, we're not I don't know that we're all willing to yeah. work. Yeah. And I and I fall short sometimes. I'm like, yeah. I could be doing this now, instead I'm doing this. And I know that God's saying, How are you intentional about what I've called you to? Mm. And that's mm. that's um intentionality. That's, that's a big one. Yeah. You have to determine, but within him, you know, like it's it's um a hard place to respond to because it's faith. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, that's not what the enemy is portraying on the earth. The world doesn't say these things are important. He doesn't show, you know, these ideas as being relevant, and the church doesn't necessarily see them either. So it's like if the kingdom is greater than the walls of a church, which I, I happen to love the family and the body that I'm part of, and I'm encouraged by them, and I'm like, they don't see everything that I see, and that's okay. And they're not, and I need to respond sometimes and say, wait a minute, maybe you're off track. All of those things are in correction, not by the measure of man, although we sharpen one another, and I need you, brother, to look with me, but sharpen by the word, and then let's look at it from that lens. And in that place, all of these institutions that you were mentioning, every single part of society belongs to the Lord. All and the fullness thereof are His. Hmm. There isn't anything that's not underneath so His good. hands. And he's, He even says in Scripture that He's going he's gonna to take what the world has held and give it to His own sons. Like he's, He wants us to take it, but he, he doesn't give you the keys to the kingdom to open hmm. and unlock the doors until you know the value of the key. It's like, oh my gosh. And then the reverence, which is the fear of the Lord, is the beginning of wisdom, which allows you to open the door. Sure. In an industry like this or in any field that someone's in, those doors belong to the Lord. The confidence of being um, put out in the world. Um, when I went to job interviews working for different brands, and I would say, I got to be at youth group on Wednesday night. They're like a group of Jewish people, and they're like, what are you? What do you mean you got to be at youth group on Wednesday? What does that mean? Can we just leave this for another time? Because if we're going to talk about this right now, it might affect the, the interview. Yeah. I don't want to lose the interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Let's talk about it now. And I'm like, let's talk. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> and they hired me. This, I'm using uh -huh. this one example. And they hired me. And I'm like, God. And, and I was able to witness and never stop because I opened the door through a witness. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, they knew that my relationships were good. Obviously, they didn't just hire someone that didn't have that. But I brought something. And in my second interview, one of my LinkedIn's, I had two at the time. One says, my sole purpose is to bring the gospel to everyone around me. And she's like, the owner goes, I can't have you do this. I go, if someone asks me, if someone asks me, I'm going to share it with them. I'm not going to go out and just spew. Everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and they hired me still, so I trust God. In that. <laughs> but then, but then God took me out, and I think that's the place where we're we're, we're willing to stand. Yeah. And then He says, "Now go," and it's it's you. That's between you and Him, and when it becomes so real that He says, "Now," 
and you know that it's him, and then you're able to move into an industry or into a, an institution. I think all institutions, education, you name it, they all belong to him. But when are we going to move in and take the territory? And it doesn't mean it means to love enough to show the grace of God to the people as we're taking their land. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. And not, I don't mean it rudely. I mean yeah. it's like this belongs to my. This yeah. belongs to God. It's yeah. not like, mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't mean you're you know you're walking in with the confidence of humility mm-hmm. and the reverence of the Creator to be able to operate as an entrepreneur when He calls you to entrepreneur or full time ministry when it's full time ministry or both, whatever that might be. It's awesome. I love it, man. I love it. I, I have a lot more questions, but I think I think we may have to do a round two. Oh my gosh, bro! This so this could go for hours. I'm not even yeah. kidding, Mark. Yeah, listen, oh, easy, easily. When Michael and I get together and he starts to talk, and we start to have conversations about the Lord, and we start to go down that that tunnel, bro, it's incredible, ladies and gentlemen. This is our brother, Michael Wasserman. <laughs> Mike, I pulled up your website, unityred.com, correct? It's a, that, that unityred.com is a parked vehicle. I don't know how I can put spiritwear.academy, nauticalmile.us are the two other websites. And both of those will be brought into Unity Red at some point. But okay. they were just channels to learn direct-to-consumer advertising but again, my history, my my um, business model is wholesale to retail also. But the storyline on unityred.com will begin to show up more frequently there, and we have people coming in to do that. Awesome. So and, uh, and what are some other places people can reach you? Do you have, are you on social media or anything? Um, the number one place is at God's Anatomy 1. God's Anatomy 1 on Instagram at God's anatomy, the number one, yep. God's anatomy, number one. Love it. Love to hear anyone who has your thoughts or be great. Yeah. We'll put some links in the, in the show notes for this episode and some contact information as well. And I'm so looking forward to seeing this whole thing roll out and I want to get some gear, man. I want to get some gear. I want to rep it. I want to support you and your ministry, even though it's your business as well. It's still a ministry. Um, and you know, Nick and I are big about supporting local businesses and friends and family that have businesses and stuff, but I want a uniform, like, not that I need a uniform, but I want to like the clothing that I wear, I want to be able to represent something, not not just a Nike name, right? Every, every brand that you wear is somebody's name. That's always been our goal. Yeah. How do you take something like I'm walking down the street and I see a Balenciaga t-shirt that costs $180. And I'm walking down the street with Yeshua, which is there's no greater name under heaven whereby we must be saved. There's no greater name, no other name but the name of Jesus. Right here. Yeshua. There's no other name. How do you how how can that how does that penetrate the heart of man in faith? Where you know that there's no you can't give me a better name. You can't that's that's where the body needs to know that they're part of something that's greater than anything on the earth. I love it. Yeah. The name above all names. It's the, the name, name above all. Supreme. It's the name above uh, <laughs> Louis Vuitton. It's the name above. Yeah, I love that, man. I, I, where can I get a couple of t-shirts? We'll have to connect on outside of this podcast, but uh, I want to get some some gear from you. Maybe, Nick, we, you can let me know. Yeah, where to get some gear we'll have, and we yeah. should do a round two. I'll yeah, let's the, definitely do a round two in the coming weeks. And um, yeah. yeah, I think round also, two. Thank you so much for your time. I really got a lot out of this. I really enjoyed speaking with you. And uh, yeah, yeah. if you you wouldn't mind just praying a blessing over our our fellow watchers and viewers and listeners and whoever else stumbles upon this podcast in the near future. Awesome. Abba Father, thank you God so much for every opportunity that you present. Every opportunity to communicate to share your heart, to share your heartbeat. I pray, God, that everyone watching and listening that has heard um, something that sparked or inspired, that that we would respond to your move, Father God. Holy Spirit, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for moving us, for Jesus, for sending the Holy Spirit to us to prompt us, that we can have confidence and faith, not arrogance, but confidence of faith, knowing that you're the one calling, 
not our will, Father, but your will be done. And nothing can stop your will on the earth. Father, I pray, Lord, for each one of us that our minds would be would be put on the helmet of salvation, that we would guard our hearts tonight and tomorrow. That you would equip us, Father God, for the advancement of your kingdom in this hour that we live. And Holy Spirit, you would move on everyone listening tonight, that we would, and, and through whoever comes to listen to this in the future, that you would move on us, Father God, in ways that would be clear and precise. And if it's even just the milk of your word, the sincere milk mm -hmm. of your word to grow thereby, that we, that we would see this and be satisfied, that we would be satisfied with what you put in front of us, that little steps to not be, to not despise humble beginnings, to take each step with, with value and knowing, God, that you have ordained each step for the next one. Mm -hmm. Father God, prepare and equip your people. We pray that you would open doors for each one of us, Father God, as we set out to do the work that you've sent in front of us as entrepreneurs, as fathers and mothers, sisters and brothers, Father God, that we would support one another in love, that we would reach people who have never heard the gospel, and that those who do not know that there is a battle for their soul, that we would intercede and we would battle for them. Father God, thank you for your presence in this time. Thank you for your word, and thank you for Mark and Nick and what they're doing on the earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks, guys. See you guys. Love you. God bless. This is Mark here. Thanks so much for joining us on this last podcast. We really, truly appreciate your support. We definitely could not do this without you. If you can take just a brief second and click that share button, share this podcast to your social media, get this message out to more people so that there's a greater impact on our community. And for those of you who want to give a little extra support, leave a review on Spotify, Apple Music, or Google Podcast. Thanks so much. God bless. And we'll see you in the next episode.